Hey guys, welcome to the Seven Figure Box Show. This is Andrew Frezza. And before I get you guys into the main episode, I just wanted to share kind of the why behind today's episode. I forgot to put it in the main episode and realized that this was really the motivation behind recording today's episode and getting it out to you guys. And that is because most of my life I struggled with public speaking, being on camera. When I think back to middle school and high school, I really hated going to school. I hated and dreaded being put on the spot, especially reading in front of a class or having to give a presentation. It was incredibly difficult for me and uh, struggled through it. Often, you know, felt like I couldn't breathe, couldn't get words out, would stutter. And for about almost a decade, I would dread any type of public speaking, any type of reading in public. And, um, and I hated it. And obviously you guys see me with the podcast now. Um, you see that I'm on camera a lot. I'm recording a lot of audio stuff. And I actually look forward to this. I enjoy it. And it's taken a long time for me to get here. So um, I brought on Coach Mo, who's actually found a passion and a love for public speaking at an early age to kind of bounce off with me, someone who's uh, hated public speaking for most of my life and has now learned to love it through a lot of repetitions and being able to share my passion for coaching and fitness and nutrition and all the things that I really enjoy and see value in. So um, I really believe that if, if anybody can do it and enjoy it and get decently good at it, um, if I could do it, anybody could do it. So um, you know, I hope you guys uh, use this as motivation to improve if you're already good at it or if you really struggle at it and um, don't enjoy it. Hopefully there are some things in here that help encourage you guys to get past that and improve that. And I still get nervous for almost every single class that I coach, almost every time that I go on camera. So that aspect of it will never really go away. Um, but I would say that that energy, that nervous energy is more of an excitement now, more so than what it used to be, which was an incredibly overwhelming, nervous, anxiety type of energy. Um, so I'll let you guys get into the show. Uh, I hope you enjoyed today's episode and we'll see you on the next one. Hey guys, welcome to the Seven Figure Box Show. This is Andrew Frezza and I'm joined today by Coach Mo from Fit Town. This is your first time on the show, right? Oh my gosh, it is. Yeah, Coach Mo's just been with us for almost a year now. Uh, she's the newest coach on our team and she is awesome. And today we're gonna be talking about getting more confident, public speaking and being on camera. And it's something that Mo's really, really good at. It's something that I've struggled with for most of my life, but I'm getting better at as I put more and more repetitions in. Those of you guys that have listened to the podcast have probably seen little improvements over time. But um, I wanted to bring Mo on because she's someone that's really enjoyed public speaking. She's someone that's really good on camera and you guys get kind of both dynamics of uh, learning from me and learning from her of, of how you can get better speaking in front of classes. For those of you guys that want to create more content, how to get more comfortable on camera so you can take that leap of creating more content, maybe starting a podcast. So how do you think or approach public speaking being on camera that allows you to enjoy that aspect of it? For me, I have most likely labeled myself as an introvert for most of my life. And so getting in front of crowds, I started at a pretty young age um, 
kind of through like church and ministry. And so with that, I just had to like suck it up and go for it. And so I've put in a lot of uh, practice, but it's grown to where I feel like this is my outlet to share who I am. So it's my chance to, because I finally know who I am, it's my chance to express myself, but in a really like, it's a fun way to also impact others so especially when i'm thinking about a class experience it's not about me i'm finally able to flip the script and focus on someone else but it's in almost a creative like i treat it like a performance i'm like putting all my show makeup and pretending i'm on stage and just going for it and just knowing that you'll probably fail but it's kind of fun to challenge myself in that way that's cool i didn't think we'd go this direction but um, I'm going to go this direction, which is like, I, I often feel when I coach, it's almost like a little bit of a meditation kind of in the sense that I look at times in my life where I don't feel pulled to my phone at all as like the measure of success. And when I coach, I don't even think about my phone for those three hours. So is that kind of the element that you're saying of just like, you know, you can be in your head so much that this is a chance to just completely get out of your head and deliver? I think so, because what we were just talking about is before class starts, I'm hanging out with my friends, it's easy, I'm just like having conversation, but when I approach the whiteboard, it's like showtime, and I realize by the end of class, I have not thought about anything in my personal life. It's like, oh, I remember I have a life outside of this. And if, especially if I coach three classes in a row, it's like I've entered that black hole and I'm like, that was so fun. I feel so energized and now I'm exhausted and I'm gonna go home. And I think it is like getting so tunnel vision because it's something that you care so much about. And I think that's when, if you find that you've dropped your personal issues and like your personal life, that's when you really found, I guess, your passion. Yeah. And I think that takes work. I think that you can have that passion there and not it not quite yet be that for you, especially if you have a lot of fear around public speaking or being on camera. It can be hard to get in that flow state. And we're going to share some ideas of how to get there. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious for you, do you, was there a turning point for you or did you just with the repetitions back when you were doing like church stuff, did you kind of quickly switch gears where it became enjoyable or was there any shift in there for you? It's been progressive for sure. I can think of even when I first started coaching CrossFit or when I first started speaking on stage, I would still be like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Or don't forget that and you're such an idiot. And I would have like this self-talk going on. But over time, I feel like I have entered into, doesn't matter if I, forget something, um, I'm going to keep it going smooth and just roll with the punches. So it's become more fun and more like a game to me, but I, it did not start out that way. You always have that self-talk and it can be super negative, but I think I have switched it to something very positive where it's like, you're putting in the practice, you're going to be okay. You're still, you're still all right. Yeah. I think public speaking is something that's so overlooked in our industry. Like obviously people understand that we have to do it. But there's not, we're not often talk. I don't hear anybody talking about it, honestly. Um, people talk a lot about the building a one-on-one -on -one relationship with, with members and how important that is to be able to then technically coach someone. 
but it doesn't matter if you have all the technical knowledge in the world, if you can't deliver that and communicate that well in a group setting, then you're gonna be severely handicapped as a coach. So it's such a big opportunity for people to become a better coach. Right. Um, so let's talk about some of the things that, that we think tangibly people can either focus on, prepare for, work on. What are, what are some of the first things that come to mind for you that, that they can do to improve public speaking and get more confident? When I first started picturing, okay, I want to be a public speaker in some aspect of my life, someone told me you need to be practicing 20 minutes a week. And they literally said that. And I was like, okay, how do I do that? But it came down to, okay, like start a small group or something and find maybe a leadership position, like even a mentorship. And I think in that role, you're learning how to communicate, but it is just putting in the practice. So if this is something that does matter, um, I think like writing yourself a monologue and maybe asking a friend if you can actually practice it. I had to do that in speech and debate. I wrote this monologue and I was like, this is so dumb. It was a really dumb topic, but I put in the practice and I'm like, oh, this was actually really helpful because I learned that it was terrible, but I really like this part of it. So I think it's almost like homework to where, yeah, like when I started coaching, I had to practice assessing my parents through movement assessment. I had to ask them, I'm like, this is going to be awkward, but I'm going to pretend I know what I'm doing. And I just practice. So if you at least have that opportunity, um, definitely put it in the time and eventually it could start to become to where it's habit instead of awkward yeah i remember hearing tim ferris talking about practicing his speeches in front of his dogs <laughs> that they're a great audience because they don't hear the words but they do respond to your energy and your emotion right. um which i thought was really interesting and i agree with you i i did a um i think it was like a nine-week in-person course called how to win friends and influence people uh, it's a course that Dale Carnegie started years ago. He wrote the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And actually Warren Buffett, billionaire investor Warren Buffett, credits that as the best investment he ever made. Um, not any of his financial investments, but doing that course and learning how to be a better public speaker and communicator. But in that course, you had to do a two minute uh, speech every week about like an, uh, some kind of situation that had happened that week and how you implemented one of the principles of, of how to win friends and influence people. And I had to, I would have to practice like 15, 20 times and stopwatch on my phone. And it was like three and a half minutes, yeah. three twenty, four minutes, you know, three ten. And then it took me a while to get really succinct with what I wanted to say, um, get confident with what I wanted to say. And, um, that was incredibly beneficial. I think all coaches can benefit from that because a lot of us do get long-winded at the whiteboard and our members start to drift off. So how can we say as much as possible and as little as possible? Yeah, and that's what you'll learn from especially coaching a class as well is, okay, pick two things and that's it. Do not like share your life story or even if it's something that you really love, try to hold back and remember that it's actually not about you. It's actually about your audience. And that really helps you get out of your own introspective nature to really think about, okay, how can I help you? And then stop, just yeah. stop talking. That, that's the, that was the game changer for me. I think that was probably the biggest thing is 
starting to actually think, okay, you know, who is, you know, Jenny or John in front of me and like, what are they actually here for? And how can I present something to, to them that like we're working together, it's not me speaking at them, but like we want the same thing and we're working together to create that. So how can I, you know, be the best person that I can be to help them get excited, educate them and work together towards what they want to accomplish. The other big switch for me was starting to only talk about things that I was passionate about. And I think this is a twofold thing, which if you're, if you're a coach and you're talking about coaching, then you should be passionate about it. But there's often times where you might have an idea for a video you want to record. I might have an idea for a podcast. And then I go to outline that podcast and I don't really get like, my energy doesn't go up thinking about that podcast. So it might in theory be something in the category of coaching that I'm passionate about, but I know this niche topic within this topic isn't, isn't a big enough passion, at least yet, for me to get excited about it. I also think that even with topics you aren't excited about, you can actually find some kind of angle or insight about that topic to make it exciting to you. So like when I think back to school where I hated giving presentations because it was often stuff that I wasn't passionate about, I look back now with the knowledge and experience I have and I go, you know what, I could have attacked that topic in this way or that way and I would have been excited about it. I could have found some kind of angle about that thing that would have felt like I was bringing something new to the table, something unique to the table. And whenever I feel like I'm bringing something new or unique to the table, I get excited to share that. So I think that's really key. And it doesn't have to be big. It can be really small in the context of a a CrossFit class. Yeah. I think of the first thing that comes to mind is back squats. And people love back squats, and I do not. (laughs) And I I get to coach them. And on those days, I get really excited because I'm going to learn something new. And I get to share something that hopefully is interesting to me to make me love this thing that I don't love. And so in that context, thinking about your audience, put yourself in their shoes. Like what would excite them? And then most likely that will start to ignite something in you. So putting it back on the audience, like, okay, this is about them. Um, I'm going to try to make this funny. I'm going to try to be myself. And hopefully there will be some fun in this thing that I just do not enjoy. Let's pause for a second. You don't like back squats? Oh, no. <laughs> what just happened here? Because <laughs> my secret is out. <laughs> no, I do not. Yeah, we got to fire you. That's, there's only <laughs> one over. answer to that. We have to fire you. So um, I want to talk a little bit about memorization versus winging it and how you think about that. And I mean, I've kind of have my thoughts, but how do you think about like memorizing something versus winging it? I don't feel like I've memorized something in forever, probably high school. Um, I feel very unprepared in my own head, even though I have prepared. So I see the value of, okay, I have to remember this one thing and I would love to remember these other three things. But if anything, remember this, remember this, remember this. And then it comes down to, I feel like I'm winging it every day because I just flip the switch and I'm holding on to maybe one thing or like getting someone to smile. And so if that is my one goal or the one thing I want to bring across in the back squat, 
then I know that I've done my job. So I feel that especially if you are doing a clinic or something very intensive when it comes to memorizing, I think it is super important to know your stuff. I give myself a little bit more grace to learn as I go and, oh, I remember hearing this five years ago. Now it's the time to bring it across. So I think not putting so much pressure on yourself to nail it, like we've kind of talked about, like it does not have to be exactly what the coach before you did, but make it your own, but really own whatever it is that you're trying to bring across. Yeah, I think that's, that's really good. And I think it's important to note that even though you don't feel fully prepared, what you are doing is nowhere near what I would consider winging it in the sense that a lot of times you've taken the class before you're coaching it. A lot of times you've reviewed a lesson plan once, maybe twice, maybe three times. A lot of times you've asked me or another coach, hey, what do you think about this? What's a better way to say that? So the preparation is there. You just have still a little bit of this, like I think which is like a good nervous energy around like, okay, it, it's, it's not memorized to the T, so there is room for error, but then you still more often than not, I would say nail it. And it's even better than you thought it was going to be. Um, and I, I would agree with that approach. I often have, I mean, we have actual outlines for podcasts that I just showed to the video. You're probably listening to an audio version of this, but, um, you know, I like to think in bullet points, I'll even sometimes use the whiteboard to actually put some of those bullet points down because, you know, to help your clients out, a lot of clients aren't verbal, uh, auditory learners. So it can help to have a bullet point on the board. Maybe it's a point of performance that you really want to focus on today. Hey, for the back squat today, we're going to be focusing all on bracing and you want to put something related to bracing on the board. You don't have to memorize all that. You can use props and tools to help serve as reminders to remind you of the two to three things in your mental outline that you want to touch on. So it doesn't have to be stuck and wrapped up in your head. Yeah, and I think going back to, okay, taking the class before, you get to personalize what you're talking about, and I do think that's very important. So we've even talked about, okay, creating content. Um, it's okay if you recreate something that you saw, but relate it to you. So it's actually able to be a more real life experience when you're communicating. So you're not just thinking about, okay, they said this and this and this, I guess that's important. Like choose one or two things that impacted you and more than likely it's gonna come across a lot more impactful when the time is right, when it comes back into your head or when it's written on the whiteboard and you see it. Yeah, um, I know when I get the most, I don't know if it's the most nervous or just um, I start to get in my head a little bit when I'm at the whiteboard is when I feel like I'm just going through the motions or saying what someone else said, regurgitating information. And you know, that could look like something if you're, you're coaching, explaining the wall ball and you're saying the same thing you've said a million times of like, okay, the ball is going to be in front of your face and you're going to squat down and then you're going to accelerate the ball. And then, you know, men, you're going to go to this 10 foot target. Women are going to this nine foot target. And I'm like so bored listening to myself that I start to get in my own head. And I've learned, especially the way we have our membership set up where everybody in our classes has gone through an on-ramp, they've gone through one-on-one -on -one training. For us, we focus on one thing. Either we're not gonna talk about the wall ball at all, we're just gonna say, okay, and then after that you're gonna do 10 wall balls and we'll talk about the purpose of the day and the pacing of the day. Or we're gonna say, okay, here's something I want you guys to focus on on the wall ball today. I want you to really focus on every time you catch that ball that you, are, you guys are getting 
uh, a great front rack position. You guys are engaged through that core so that ball does not pull you forward because we also have this other movement, the deadlift, the row that's going to tax those similar muscle groups. So work a little harder in the early part of this workout so you don't have to work as hard and you don't get as sloppy later in the workout. And like that's a delivery I'm gonna feel much more confident in and excited to deliver because I feel like I'm adding value to the conversation versus just mm -hmm. like squat all the way below parallel. It is really unique to have the freedom in the class setting to make it your own. And I think that's really going to be um, the most results driven experience is when you can own it based off of who you are and not have to do it just like everybody else. And so it also comes down to what are you passionate about? What do you love about the wall ball or about the back squat? And really just dive into that and not be afraid to make a mistake as well. Yeah, and then the last thing that I've shared with pretty much all of our coaches is like, allow yourself to forget things and allow yourself to skip things. And that almost intentionally doing that sometimes is better and what I mean by that is if you try to tell, if you try to tell your athletes five things at the whiteboard, there's a good chance they will come away remembering zero things, not one or two, not three or four, but zero. If you told them two or three really good things, you're lucky if they remember one or two. So try to focus on one to two, three at the most. And if you forget, so if let's say your goal was to say these three things and you forgot one of them it's actually better served if after you know they go test out their weights they set up their barbell if you then turn down the music and then give them that thing they're much more likely to remember that thing and it's a better way to learn and absorb information if that stuff is layered on versus trying to be dumped on them all at once so there's almost benefits to forgetting stuff because you can layer it on and it can be more of a progression versus just throwing at them all at once yeah Let's talk a little bit about um, more on the preparation side. I mean, this is something that I really needed in the early days of coaching. I don't need as much now, but like, I find that the nervousness goes down if I've taken a class beforehand and also just like being super comfortable in an environment, like being early, like plain and simple, being early for something. If you're rushing to catch up, like you get to the gym and you're trying to like, turn on the music and you're trying to get stuff on the whiteboard and you're trying to scramble, um, it, it, it makes it much harder to be, feel in control and feel like less nervous, essentially. I also find that breaking the ice with your athletes is another way to help bring that nervous, nervousness down. So if I do all of those things, if I take a class, if I'm overprepared, the gym is staged, everything's good, and then I break the ice, if I've said hi to every member prior to the whiteboard thing, like I'm, 80% less nervous. That's just a random number that I'm gonna throw out there, but it does add up to be a significant amount if I've done multiple things like that. Yeah, I've noticed, especially if, oh man, there's this new face and I didn't get a chance to talk to them and I'm at the whiteboard trying to own the room. I'm like, I have no idea who you are. <laughs> now I don't know who I am and I don't know where I'm going. So that is huge. It does help when others are early to class as well to break the ice, but also, imagining that everyone is still on your side if it's a new face you're like oh they might hate me you know and so those <laughs> kind of thoughts if you can at least eliminate that and own your room and know where you're going it is more than likely going to be at least a, a successful intro yeah i agree so one of the last things i want to talk about is 
just like who you're trying to embody when you're giving, you know, public speaking, you're on camera and the th I think I've gotten a lot better on, in in-person in classes because I have people to feed off of, but I find that it's really tough on camera still to be like my true, authentic, sincere, playful, fun self. Like that is a really hard part to accomplish, I find, especially when I'm like alone on camera, I find it even easier with you, you being here on this, having a second person versus when I'm just me on camera. And yeah, how do you think about that? When I picture a camera or I even look at the camera, I honestly do picture people who are rooting for me and I picture smiling faces and it instantly helps because I have no idea who's listening and I have no idea who's doing our follow along workouts, but I know that they love me because I love me. And so it really comes down to what if this goes super well? Like what if this is perfect? And even if I make a mistake, that's okay. It was supposed to happen that way. So I think giving yourself allowing yourself to have that freedom to really just be who you are and know that they are exactly who they are, whoever they are who are watching, or nobody's watching and that's totally how it's supposed to happen. So yeah, it takes practice, but also it takes that optimistic spin that, oh my gosh, okay, maybe the world doesn't hate me. And what does that look like? If I am to actually just be myself, what would it look like for everyone to be on my side? Yeah, I, I really try to lean into the aspect of being like sincere, authentic, like that's the one I try to, to lean into the most. Um, and I notice that if I'm able to make fun of myself a little bit, then usually that's a good sign that I'm like, in, yeah. in kind of the right direction with stuff. Um, but yeah, it's easy to get caught up in how am I doing, as opposed to like, really focusing on the, the connection with the other person. And how would you be in a one-on-one -on -one setting with this person? How would you want to be in a one-on-one -on -one setting with this person? And can you just be sort of the best version of that? Maybe an elevated version of that? Because I think you do want to bring a certain energy that is a little elevated, but still like not so elevated away from your normal self that it feels insincere to the audience. Yeah, I think if you get nervous, you can almost be on the defense. Like, oh, someone's attacking me. I have to justify who I am. But if you come at it from a place of like contentment and truly like liking who you are, I think that is huge because then it doesn't matter what the outcome is. As long as you have done your job, it can come across like, oh, I love how genuine I was. Like, thank God I wasn't trying to be someone else. And that's the best way to like, have a successful video or create content and get a message across. Nice. We'll wrap up there. Do you have anything else? No, that was it. Okay, cool. Thanks for joining, guys. Good luck with uh, your classes, public speaking. And, and uh, if you've been wanting to create content, use this as a kick in the butt to just start doing it. I, did, I committed to a podcast every week for a year. Um, now my goal is to do two to three a week moving forward. And I still don't think I'm very good at it. So put in the reps. Um, it'll take time. And, uh, and good luck, guys. We'll see you on the next one.